All right, GM, give me just a second, guys. Got to get something set up real quick. If you would like to join the conversation, by the way, feel free to hit that request button. I will bring you guys up here in just a second. If not, I got plenty to talk about today as well. My man Crow, what is going on? Actually, shoot, he's still connecting. What's good? What's good? Here. What's good, my brother? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. It's been an interesting week. You know, lots of positive things. Um, lots of crazy things with the market as well. I mean, shoot, even with the stonks this week with everything happening with King DGen, but we'll get into all that stuff, you know, like that's that's part of the game. It is part of the game. I appreciate um, the positivity and the message. You know, the group text, nobody was losing their mind or freaking out. So I think that's bullish. I agree, man. I mean, I think it's one of those things where, you know, if you're hopping on and you're not sure what I'm talking about. So one of the largest holders of the stonks ended up liquidating his entire position the other day into blur bids. And it's one of those things, man, where it's tough to see, not necessarily just because you see like whatever the price go down, but I think King DJ is one of those guys that actually does believe like in the project itself. And I think he got himself into a bad position just with what it looks like over overextending himself on margin. I'm assuming there was some type of liquid, you know, he was also selling his apes, selling some other stuff, basically liquidating everything that he could. And, you know, again, you, you hate seeing it from that perspective, but at the same time, man, like I think what it does, it provides a lot of opportunity as well. Right. Where, you know, realistically, again, going back to, my whole thesis with NFTs, with where the market is right now in general, like what is the difference between 0.06 ETH and, you know, 0.05 ETH, 0.1 ETH, right? Like at this point in time, the real difference is, you know, it, it is a barrier to entry for some people to be able to get in at a little bit of a higher price. I do think that it allows for that opportunity. There were also some solid stonks that were put back on the floor with it so it also gives the opportunity to be able to collect quality and you know again looking at where we were like last year for instance right dude i, I think there was a point where the stocks got down to like 0.02 something right and in the midst of something that wasn't even the bull market right we were able to rally off that floor back to like nearly 0.4 pretty easily whenever volume across the board picked up. So I really think it's one of those same type of situations where, you know, you look at where we are right now, it doesn't take much volume to really be able to drive that type of PA whenever it happens, right? So I think in the meantime, you know, again, everybody looks at floor price and it's easy to let that be the single metric that weighs in your mind. But I don't really think anything else has effectively changed, right? Like, it's not a huge community shift. It's one person exiting a position. So 
I and like again, it's not exiting a position because of anything related to the project specifically, but exiting the position because of some forced necessity from some degen, you know, again, living up to the name, degen tendencies elsewhere. So, I mean, <laughs> I like I'm as bullish as ever, man. You know, I, I'm as bullish as ever on you guys. Love the, you know, just the attitude that I've seen so far with everything with that. Like, dude, it's not a big deal. You know, there are some other positive developments too. Like, you know, I, I love what Bats do has done. I actually want to try to uh, get, get together with him and do like a co-space with him because I love other people just recognizing the fact that art is in the charts, right? Like when I saw him say that, I'm like, that's incredible, you know, because it gives more provenance to the art and the history behind the stonks and behind the thought process. And like, you know, I may be biased here, but I still think when you look at both trad lines, you look at stonks, you look at the bats do collection. I really do believe that out of all of them, not only do stonks have the most history behind it. I also think they have the best art as well as far. And, you know, on top of that, the greatest level of complexity when you look at the traits and the features behind that. So, you know, again, like I, I think there were some cool things on that development as well this week. So I'm, I'm excited, man. I think they're, you know, again, a lot of good things to look forward to this year. Kaleo, let me ask, has anyone found the chart that matches to match King D gens on chain activity? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know there there's some out there man there's some out there that go straight down so <laughs> i think i think think if they exist um you know you you can filter by return and it's a good way of finding <laughs> but i think that the stock with the the lowest return is like negative 80 percent or something off the top of my head without opening up the collection looking through the traits <laughs> that's funny man uh, well uh, let me tell you i'm i've i've experienced similar in in working through you know working with a project and having a a large collector you know uh floor or dump into you know bids of no fault or doing of your own um and, and i mean kudos to you you know there's there's few enough projects from you know way back when that are still around still chugging so uh regardless I, you know it's it's not off of any you know foundational principles or anything materially changing for for sake of the project sometimes you know shit happens and uh one of one of the parts of having this you know sovereignty and agency of these you know digital asset ownership is sometimes they can you know do as they please and it just so happens to not reflect so great when you look at the when you look at the charts but it doesn't make it you know a reflection on the project i appreciate that man that uh you know like again it's it's encouraging to hear that type of feedback and you know again i think it's just one of those things that like it you know it comes with the territory of the space right you know you don't like nothing in this space is up only 100 percent of the time right like there are a lot of things that have developed out of this space that have taken i mean heck even look at punks right like look at punks whenever they like there were 
years from the origination and the release before there was any real recognition behind it. Um, and, you know, I understand, like, obviously, the history behind punks and what really led them there in the first place. But point being, there were years where people were called crazy, right, for holding or doing whatever else with them. And, like, I still think that we're in that same position with the NFT space in general, right? Like, if you look across the board, the majority of collections, right, are in that boat where you're called crazy, for holding anything, right? Like, you know, and obviously there's some things that, you know, have, but like when you look at 99% of the collections across the board, that's still the average sentiment to the average person when you talk about anything with NFTs. So you have to be a little bit crazy to enter this space. You, You know, if you've been through it right now, like you've experienced extreme volatility. You've seen the ups and the downs. So it really just comes down to the point uh, belief, do you really believe that there is a directional future for this asset class or do you not? And, you know, again, like I, I understand where sentiment is tied closely to price. Like it's a natural human reaction, but at the same time, man, I, I think like, again, you know, anything that is declared dead, what more can you do to it? Like, you know, when you're looking at NFTs and you declare that asset class dead, like the media has when it was in September, when I saw several articles like, you know, from TikTok on Barstool or whatever else, where there were different people. Again, like people love dunking on the NFT bros. Like there will be a day and I don't think it'll just be a day. I think it'll be another multi-year stretch where the activity behind NFTs, not only will it be significant. But I think it'll blow out of the water anything that we saw from the previous cycle. You know, so I think it's about one of those things where it is about not not just staying sane, but staying insane long enough to be able to believe in that. Um, well, could I could I challenge you or push back for yeah. maybe a little more specificity there? Because, uh, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that you're talking generally, uh, you know, broadly about the market. But. I, I would say in reflection of NFTs, you know, it's it's not one size fits all. And there's plenty of people that, you know, just gamble on projects, even that they may not see that vision in that future for just on the basis of, you know, number go up. Um, but I, I do think that what you highlighted there, at least in my mind, is that if you have that conviction and that belief specifically in a project's future, then as long as you're comfortable with your price of entry, the short-term volatility doesn't necessarily affect or impact you as much. Uh, But that there are plenty of people that do not have that conviction in the future of the projects that they may be gambling on. Yeah, no, that's fair, man. Completely fair. And, um, you know, I, I think more so what I was pointing to with the broader aspect is saying that, okay, if you have a project that you're confident in, and again, there's no guarantee that any project specifically will ever have that reaction. But as far as having a higher likelihood to have, you know, whatever level of success, like when the market as a whole is trending in a certain direction, right? Like you go through waves, I think, of volume in this space, right? You know, one of the things that people harp 
on about NFTs is just a lack of liquidity in the space. And they do operate differently when you're talking about collecting something rather than, you know, trading some type of utility based token that is, you know, fractionalized to whatever extent you've got the AMMs for, you've got whatever else going on, you know, in these liquidity pools, you know, so there is a difference whenever you look at, you know, when you look at that, but, you know, I, it, it, it's like what we saw again, you know, we've seen these waves where it doesn't take much volume as an effect of that lack of liquidity, whatever you want to call it, you know, it works both directions, right? Like heavier sell pressure, but also, you know, like whenever you're talking about movement off of a base, whenever something does begin to trend, it doesn't take as much to be able to get things moving as well. It's like so. you could look at it as a detriment or a feature, not a bug, because that illiquidity is also what enables it to be so reflexive when things do start to move. No, exactly. So, um, yeah, man. But, you know, point being with all of that, like, you know, the nothing has changed over the course of the past couple, you know, past week, past couple weeks. Like I'm, I'm still incredibly bullish on everything right now moving forward. Um, and, you know, again, I like, I, I thought one of the funnier things too, whenever I saw the bats do collection drop is that <laughs> like, he did have zero familiarity with the stocks again whatsoever. So I really am excited, like just reading when I was reading through a bunch of the different comments on his collection as different people saw it, like it hyped me up even more for the potential of this moving forward. Because again, you know, it just shows that people do love the art, like behind the charts, right? Like the idea of it being a generative process and being something that, you know, collectors that may not have had the visibility to the stonks yet are seeing. I think it's one of those things. It's just growing the category of the niche in the space, right? Like, you know, whatever the stonks dropped as something to do it, there was nobody else that really did anything similar. So now that you have a couple other collections that are starting to add a bit more provenance, I really think that you're going to see more of a snowball effect. You know, the more projects there are that are in that similar category, like the more bullish it is for that category as a whole, right? Like um, it's not, I, I don't think it's the opposite effect where you look and you're like, oh shoot, you know, somebody copied the idea and like shame on them for just like, it's not that at all. I, I, I think honestly, you know, again, whether he knew about the stonks or not, I love the idea that somebody else is out there making art of charts because I think that charts are art inherently. Um, so yeah, man, that hyped me up whenever I saw that drop a few days ago, or I guess, was it yesterday? Whatever the tweet was that I saw. Pick God. What's up, man? Not much. Kaleo. Hope, uh, you're doing well, man. Just chilling here. Easy Friday at work. Not many people in, but yeah, man. I mean, I was saying it in the chat last night, dude. Um, like minting stocks, you know, obviously first NFT, not really knowing what to expect. 
I had zero clue, like, the impact that charts were going to have <laughs> on my life, like, these last two years, you know? So, like, I'm in the same camp as you, seeing other people do it. It's pretty cool. Like, the only other guy I really think about who has uh, chart art is Jack Butcher, you know? And his stuff is a little more simpler, but it's, uh, I'm sure people will realize here over the next year the the resonate, resonation, I guess, of chart art especially on CT, man. I feel like it, you know, as we say, it's inevitable. Yeah, you're right. I completely forgot to drop Jack Butcher in that as well with dropping one of his recent collections, right? So you've got Jack Butcher that has a collection that, you know, is inspired by chart art. You've got Batstu that has a collection. You've got the TradFi lines um, with the ordinal inscriptions that the sub 10 K ordinal inscription collect that comes along with that as well. So yeah, man, like you've got several, I think over the course of the past year, several more prominent artists slash collections have come out and have really, you know, looked at it. And again, I really think that it's one of those things, the more, that you have in that category, the more people recognizing charts as art, because that was one of the things too, that a lot of people, whenever the stonks first dropped, you know, you had this real split and it was either people just immediately got it or they didn't. And a lot of people were like, man, you know, well, I mean, heck like the KJ crypto meme, right? The Korean Jew crypto where he was like, why would I buy a JPEG of a chart? I look at these all day. Right. So there's some people that are in that camp where they, you know, like they, but like, you know, that also comes from the perspective of somebody that's not a real JPEG type of enthusiast. But point being, you know, you do have that split where you have some people that can't really see that right now. But again, I'm telling you, as there's more, um, as more projects like this start to drop the space. I like, I, I, I love to see it, man. I, it's one of those things where I am all for anybody else running with something, you know, t- not necessarily even talking about derivatives, but just talking about, you know, because I, again, I, I, I'm biased here, obviously, but I think that stonks are the best project as far as both the art, the traits, you know, the complexity, everything else in this individual niche amongst all of these artists um so yeah you know like there's there will be a time that i still believe that that is universally recognized um so you know and again maybe maybe i'm crazy but like i I think this space takes that little bit of craziness to make it so um yeah. Um, Mr. Crow, I'm curious, man. Um, what all, <laughs> what all else have you been, you know, what has been your sentiment this week after the ETF approval? I'm curious, have you had any random people, friends, work, family, anything else that have come up, had conversations with you about Bitcoin that maybe have called you crazy that, you know, like, I, I'm just curious what the, you know, if there's a shift in sentiment from talking to the average person about this in y'all's day-to-day life versus, you know, what, I, I guess, what you've seen even um, over the past couple of months. 
I mean, I think everybody's tired of hearing me talk about it, honestly. Um, a couple of friends have texted me about it. It was I was getting an oil change last night, and it was cool seeing it on the news, CSNBC or whatever, talking about the, the Bitcoin ETF. So I've I seen a lot of posts about it. it's free advertising for us all. Um, and I'm thinking once people get a taste of the crypto gains, like it's going to naturally, you know, bleed into everything else, right? Um, yeah, I couldn't be more excited. It's really a big deal for us. Yo, Crow, I'm just going to add, man, Yak had a, a great tweet today saying like one of the best things about Bitcoin was, you know, it had no advertising budget until now. You know, the guys who were hating on us in the last couple of years are our advertisers, you know, free, free of charge, of course. Yeah, the big money is going to be pumping our bags, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's. You know, I, I think there are a lot of people that are still discounting the long term. I, I don't want to say a lot of people, but I do think it's interesting even seeing a few red candles and seeing just the shift in sentiment on the timeline. Um, you know, just after a couple red candles, it's insane. And I think a big reason behind that is it's not necessarily that so many people have shifted their opinions. It's just the level of confidence between the people that are talking, right? Like it's natural that people that are more bullish when you see price go down are going to be more quiet than the people that are bearish. So the people that as price was going up that were bearish, I mean, you're not seeing as many of those comments on the timeline um, intuitively, because again, it's going against their thesis. So why would they be backing their thesis while they're, you know, while the price is proving them wrong? So I think that there's just this mental aspect of it where you've got a bunch of these bears that are dormant in a sense. And that has become a little bit of a louder narrative on the timeline where, you know, I even posted something about the fact that like, you know, just kind of laughing toward, you know, any, any bears that might say, man, the bull run is over with a few more red candles. And I got a couple of comments on there, you know, and I said that like when the real bull run hasn't even started yet, you know, we're still a few months away from the happening. I'm a big believer in the cycles. Um, I'm a big believer still in the fundamental effect of the having, even though there is a diminishing return with, you know, the obviously the nature of the supply, the effect being cut in half each time. Um, and, you know, I had a guy that commented on there that he was like, dude, I, I just I don't think that it's going to have an effect anymore. Right. Going back to the diminishing returns argument. And while I agree to a certain extent that there's, you know, there are diminishing returns, I just don't think we're at the point where the effect is going to be negligible quite yet, right? And I do think there's something to be said just for the market psyche and the overall level of consumer confidence when you look at the effect that the having has had in the past. You know, I think I the overall confidence level that people get by just knowing shoot look at what this did four years ago look at what it did four years before that when you just look through the overall cyclical effect i don't think that that in and of itself is insignificant um so yeah i mean heck even a reduction of 3.75 btc per day of emissions is a reduction of close to 10 billion dollars annually at the current price right? Um, current price range. So like you're, 
and ten billion dollars of sell pressure naturally makes a difference still like i don't care if the asset class is 900 billion dollars you know 10 billion dollars of direct sell pressure per year i think makes a difference so um yeah we'll we'll see man but i i think that realistically moving forward you know as far as btc is concerned we probably chop in this range underneath 50k like i wouldn't even be surprised if it's for the next six months man <laughs> you know maybe maybe it's less than that maybe we bounce and just send immediately but i i think it takes a little bit of consolidation and i still expect new all-time highs later in this year right like i don't think that it's going to be one of those things where it's an immediate effect but um good things take time i mean that's healthy right like we don't want it to go straight up i agree it's almost nice being able to have a little bit of a breather right now after because whenever everything's going straight up man like it, it takes a toll on you as much as things going down can take a toll on you when things go down everything moves a little bit slower Right. When things are going up, it is just, you know, it is adrenaline fueling you 24 seven. You know, you're constantly like you look, you wake up in the middle of the night, you're checking your phone to see whatever the prices are of whatever's happening. Right. Like you were running on adrenaline and that takes a toll. So it's, it's almost nice kind of going into this stretch. I look at it as I'm like, all right, we've got one last little breather before the real, real fun begins. Um, so yeah, man, I, 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 I'm one of those crazy people that thinks we've got, we're still just at the tip of the iceberg as far as what we're going to see from a social activity level as well. Um, so VGF, uh, slash pick God, I'm curious from y'all's perspective, have you guys had any combos with normies that aren't necessarily CT based after the having has anybody's opinion on Bitcoin slash crypto slash your position in it changed at all, um, over the course of the past week? Uh, maybe not the last week. Uh, like I, I think so I, my, my, I, I'm generally not a trader you know like I, i've come to terms with the fact that i am just not the strongest trader in the world so my uh mid to long-term strategy has basically just been dcaing for the last call it two years um and so you know looking back they thought i was crazy at the time it looks a little less crazy now uh but i have definitely had you know some more people over the last you know maybe couple months uh reaching back out to be like hey so what's you know what's going on with that you still working in crypto you still you know uh what's going on with all that crypto stuff what's going on with bitcoin uh the curiosity i think has has started coming back um and you know with the whole etf and tradfi it, it i think it gives it a little bit of a form of validation uh at least in the broader public size that like okay Maybe it's all not just degenerate, you know, degenerate gambling. It, to be clear, it's still a lot just de de degenerate gambling, but that maybe there is something here. Um, and so that's that's been a, a pleasant surprise uh, is maybe not, you know, just the speculative 
aspects, but you know, some of the the more conservative ends of the spectrum saying like, oh, okay, maybe maybe you know something is going on over here. Uh, I I love that man. I, I I agree with you. I think that's one of the things that is nice as far as just like you know maybe it hasn't hit people quite yet in that terms in those terms, but there is a big difference. Like definitely in the way that Bitcoin is talked about now versus you know heck even a few years ago right because i remember the beginning of the last bull market if you look at the difference in sentiment beginning of the last bull market i even think the feds like they were really brushing off the potential for btc and for crypto as a whole right i think that they thought that it had already died off after the covid crash and that the covid crash almost proved that it was a dead asset. They didn't really need to worry and focus on it in the same level. And it didn't really take until it was approaching and expanding past new all-time highs to say, oh, shoot, maybe there is something here. But it was still just seen as this complete speculative hedge. you know. And now you're almost getting from the same people that were saying, ah, I don't know if we can trust this. You're almost saying, yeah, Bitcoin is a solid asset class, right? And that is a complete different sentiment than where we are at this point or where we were at this point four years ago. Um, so, you know, people are recognizing what it is, the potential that it does have. <laughs> I still think it's insane that you've got people like Kathy Wood. Dude, I, I'm a bullish person, but $600,000 as a base case in the next couple of years, that's that and like i think she said one point something million as the you know the bullish case dude that's that's even more than what i've got but point being you've got people that are in the spotlight that are these respected fund managers that are even out there saying this type of stuff um so vgf i'm curious man what else what else are you working on right now uh to be honest i haven't had uh my eyes on the market for a, a good, good little while. I've, I've kind of just had my head down working. I, I'm still with pixel vault. Uh, we just launched uh, a protocol for skill-based gaming on Arbitrum and our flagship game built on top of it. Um, so that's reboot and battle plan. Uh, and for, you know, those that may have been along for the ride, uh, you know, we minted, the collection in summer of 21 with the aspiration of, you know, delving into blockchain gaming. And this was the fulfillment of, of that promise, uh, if anything, to a grander scale than we originally intentioned. Um, because like, as we started to conceptualize and develop the game, we ran into a lot of problems uh, into, you know, how to, how does a game developer integrate with you know certain blockchain mechanics certain mint mechanics you know uh that uh, that as like a traditional game developer you may not have you know an in-house web3 team to manage these kind of things for you and so we developed kind of an ecosystem in a box uh one for ourselves uh but then to make it open source and decentralized so that anyone can go and then build on it for themselves uh, and then to launch our game on top of it 
uh, I believe it's now like two weeks ago. Maybe it's a week ago, a couple days ago, whatever. Time, timey wimey, it's all a blur. Um, but yeah, very excited about that. It's kind of the the biggest two launches of the last two years for us. So, uh, pretty pretty excited and proud about that. So what does that launch look like for you? Or are you busier now that the product is finally out there? Or are you a little bit of a weight lifted off your back where you're just kind of like, all right, you know, let's just see how this thing flies. We've got to work, you know, troubleshoot whatever is happening with XYZ, you know, busier because you've got more users, obviously, that are out there with it. Um, a little bit of both. I, I mean, we, we it was definitely a relief to to get it you know finally get it out there and get it public um we definitely kind of focused on our internal community first and foremost kind of focusing on a web3 native audience and our our own existing community first um and then you know we'll once we iron out you know some onboarding flows and things like that involve you know custodial wallets and credit card on on ramps and things like that we'll expand that uh, target audience quite a bit. Uh, but it's simultaneously like reaching the finish line on something. Cause you've, you've shipped it and it's out the door. Uh, but that doesn't mean the work is done. And if anything is, has kind of, uh, reinvigorated some conversations because I, I think it's brought some, some realization to some people of like, Oh shit, you know, they're actually, they actually, we're working on some shit, you know? And, uh, so that's been kind of cool to see like a, a lot of old faces returning to the community, uh, some new faces jumping in that, you know, maybe weren't as familiar and getting up to speed. Um, it's definitely kind of, uh, brought some kind of validation in, in that, you know, uh, sometimes, sometimes building dope shit, you know, takes a lot of fucking man hours by really passionate people to, to put it together and get it out the door. Um, and so, you know, it, it was a long time coming. It did take a while, but, uh, it was, it was definitely a, a project and product of passion <laughs> and, uh, it, we're definitely not done with it yet. We've, we've already got a, a good chunk of the team working on, you know, later season features, season two, things like that. Um, and so we're definitely not quote unquote done with it, uh, just cause it's out the door. So it, it's definitely got grander aspirations than, than what is even currently available. But, uh, you know, I, I was kind of like a stickler, you know, my VGF stands for video game freak. Like I'm a hardcore gamer have been, it's what, like the idea of sovereign digital asset ownership is like what brought me into web three and NFTs in the first place. But uh, over the course of kind of the last two years, when people are like, oh, what Web3 games are you playing? I'm, I was one of those people that are like, not really any because most of them suck. Uh, so I'm very glad to now have kind of a shining example uh, that I happen to be affiliated with. But that uh, that doesn't take away from the fact that it's just a it's just a fucking good game. Um. And so uh, very excited to, to kind of get it more publicly out there. And, um, you know, we, we chose to go the route of not doing a lot of traditional marketing, you know, 
not paying for sponsored spaces, not paying for paid content, and instead going the route of just putting some fucking badass prizes on the leaderboard and really juicy affiliate and referral rewards uh, for kind of like that grassroots organic traffic. Um, My belief is that that's a more sustainable avenue to introducing people that actually give a shit about your ecosystem and your game instead of people that are just there to, you know, try and play the hype. So definitely, definitely not done. Still a lot of work to do. So for anybody that's in here, is there a, you know, like a free to play entry point where, you know, you can start off without owning any asset necessarily. And then you kind of basically, you know, like some of these other, you know, like Fortnite or whatever, for instance, you've got potential purchases that you can then make after the fact. What is your model? Uh, so there is a free to play version. Uh, it's kind of like a demo version. Uh, that doesn't have any any dollars or NFTs attached to it just to like hop in and see whether or not you like the game. Um, but also for the main, you know, like the full featured game, no no NFT assets are required. It's open to the public. Uh, but we do use kind of our arcade model. Uh, so like you would go to a traditional arcade, you put your quarter or your credits into the machine. Uh, we use a similar model just with an ERC-20 token. So uh, GG is the the token for reboot for the arcade. Uh, and that's what kind of kickstarts uh, the the on-chain flow of, uh, of value. Uh, and so it's on-chain skill-based matchmaking, on-chain sk- uh, skill uh, ratings, on-chain payouts. Um, and because it is all based on games of skill, uh, it does, you know, have that optionality for going in and playing at harder difficulties for higher multiplier of rewards. It's intended to be challenging because you're playing against people's real gameplay. And uh, so the hardest difficulty, you have an opportunity of 6xing your your tokens on the way in, in addition to qualifying for some pretty sick prizes. Um but yeah, I mean, it, you, it's, it, I almost relate it to like daily fantasy sports. Like you have to put, you, just because you put up something at stake doesn't mean you're going to lose all of it. Uh, on average, most people are getting most of what they put up a, a, at stake back in incentives and rewards. Uh, but so like, it's, it's basically a $20 entry right now, catering to our kind of degen audience. Uh, but most people on average are getting most of that back. And then the best, most, you know, most skilled players are earning more than that back. So we do have uh, quite a few people that are just crushing the game right now and actually earning on that gameplay. Dude, that's like, I, I, I was checking through and scrolling through looking at it as you were uh, talking. It looks cool, man. I, I like, I want to give it a shot. So I'm, I'm going to do it this weekend. Sweet, man. Yeah, definitely let me know what you think. It, it, the on-ramp, like, you can either buy GG on the open market. It's all on Arbitrum. But we do have, like, uh, an onboarding bundle uh, where you can go and buy credits in ETH if you prefer that route. That's probably, like, the lowest friction avenue. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, for me, I, I, I appreciate that people are just playing it as a fun game. 
before we went live, we had, you know, our beta test where uh, we had 800 play testers that were averaging in the hours of gameplay per day per player with no incentives, just, just for sake of playing the game. And so, like, that was, you know, a pretty good indicator that, like, oh, shit, we're, we're on to something. And so then we, you know, you stack that on top of, uh, like, the grand prize uh, for season one is a, a fully loaded Tesla Cybertruck. Uh, there's multiple NFTs up for grabs of, like, a Pixel Vault Core, which is going for about 20 ETH. Uh, five Evo 7s, which is probably talking over a lot of people's heads, but uh, there's current bids out on those of 30 ETH, and there's five of them to be given away. Um, so there's definitely, you know, some some pretty juicy uh, prizes at the end of the rainbow. I like the arcade-style graphics, too, the old-school arcade stuff. Like, that is... Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to give it a shot, my man. Yeah, hit me up if you have any questions. I'm, I mean, that's literally my job, but uh, happy, happy to help uh, ease that uh, onboard uh, flow. If you have any questions, no, I definitely will. And I, I apologize to you guys right now. I actually have to get going. Um, my dad just got in town, and we've got some stuff like unfortunately you know I, I told you guys about that move he's he's helping out he's waiting for me outside right now um that is I, that is not i mean it's an unfortunate to us as the audience but it's not unfortunate to you go go spend time with family so oh shoot right as rooster gets on stage too all right hey yo what the fuck um i'll let him get up here real quick i might be able to squeeze another five minutes out what the hell do uh, you gotta run this while i'm chauffeuring oh uh, i know i know i know well here's the issue i was planning on doing it later in the day because originally my dad was coming later in the afternoon i thought and i got a text that he was coming early this morning so i was like shoot i've got to like you know I've got to get this running basically right now to be able to squeeze time out and make sure it happens. So RIP. Um, and yeah, you know, but we, we already covered, you know, we went through, we went through the King DJ stuff. We went through, um, you know, the uh, bats do stuff. We, we, we've gone through the full ringer. VGF was just explaining to me his game and project that he's part of the team of with the reboot gg which also sounds cool um so yeah man that's that's basically the rundown for anybody that missed the beginning part to listen back to we say more spaces all of a sudden we get less spaces and less length of time spaces it's the inverse <laughs> R.I.P. You know, hey, episode 100, we'll we'll do something. We'll do something cool for next week. We'll figure it out. Um, DM me with some ideas. We need to do something cool. Tell you what, Kaleo, I'm going to DM you with some ideas. <laughs> oh my, hey, I've at least got you one DM back. Dude, hey, I can't tell you. I saw that and I was like, oh my God, Progress. He, did it. he freaking did it. Progress. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Um, I just, I'm sorry I didn't catch this earlier. I freaking love these spaces. But when is the next one? 
uh next friday for sure okay so. um who knows maybe i i feel bad that i've, I've done this without rooster so i'll need to do an impromptu one throughout the week too to make up for this very nice all right Rooster's yeah even if no one else likes to hear me talk i at least like to hear myself talk dude pick the day man i mean hey you know what you need to do rooster what i don't get you need to request to get up on more of these spaces and stages of some of the other things that are running out there. Anytime that I'm on a stage of another NFT thing, I see you sitting down there in the audience. I'm like, what the heck are you doing down there, dude? Like, you've got the voice to be able to get up on stage. You got to do it. No, I typically, I haven't honestly tuned into many spaces. I did catch that late night one that you were in the other day, uh, just because the notification popped up that uh, you were speaking. For some reason, the ex-algo doesn't, put like leap space or thread guy space or like any any spaces on my feed um i'd have to you like, gotta look at the for you page because when, when i look like it doesn't show it anymore for some reason on the following page so it's only on the for you page that you can see it at the top banner for your phone yeah no yeah i should hop up on on some more spaces i just i haven't um but i guess next time next time And I'd be remiss if I didn't give the cube a, mi a minute to say something. I'm, Mr. I'm just cube, gonna, what's up, I'm gonna say stonks. You go do your family stuff, man. Looking forward to the hundredth episode. I've, I'm, I'm not working next Friday. I'll be there. Let's go. Love to hear it, man. All right. Well, we'll see you guys this next week, and we'll see you sometime in between. We'll do. You know, Rooster, you you DM me. Let me know the day, man. We'll do it. So, well, hold thanks. on. So, what I'm hearing is Rooster is the route to Kaleo's DMs. Rooster, <laughs> I'll, I'll be sending you a message later, brother. <laughs> Try to saw guy. how many, like, There's I don't even for think that route is the right word. If you saw how many thousands of messages, <laughs> I like Dude. it's not just you, bro. I like it's, but, and that's what I understand. That's why I don't, I hate to be like a pesky person. And like send more than one, but I know what it's like in my DMs. And the people that don't send more than one get left behind. Like it's hard to keep up with everything. Uh, I, I respect the I respect the grind. I really do. So, all right, appreciate you guys rolling out. Enjoy everyone's, or I hope everyone enjoys their weekend. Um, wonky stonks are inevitable, and we will see you guys next time. Cheers, everybody. I'll be spending my next hour catching up on the past hour. So have a good one.